keeping it real and raw with Patrick Tremont. Hi, everyone. Okay, now look, how many times have y'all been out there to a restaurant and you absolutely love it? It's date night. You're going to eat. You're going to get laid. You're with your spouse and it's just going to be great. So then you go out and you're like, this is going to be good. Well, it doesn't have to be your spouse, but I'm just saying you can eat and get laid, but it can be anybody. But, you know, on my speaking of my life, I'm with my spouse and it's great. So we're out eating and you go to a restaurant and it's just fabulous. Your mouth is watering. You're ready to get something between those lips, chomp down, fill up your belly. And so the night begins. And then, but then you get like shitty service. You know, have you ever been to a restaurant and you're sitting there going, I absolutely love to eat at this restaurant or all these other restaurants and you go out and then the waiter or waitress looks so good. They're so professional and they know all their shit. And then actually they forget about you. Yep. This is my rants and raves today. Okay, so we go out. We are out of town for the weekend and just enjoying family festivities and such and so on. But on the way home, we decided to have a little lunchy for ourselves. And we're like, we're going to eat somewhere and it's just going to be absolutely fabulous. And then we're going to head on home. So we stop and it's delicious. And I have to say, we love the food at this particular place and it's great and blah 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 and then we even bring home the leftovers because it's so good because we of course we over order because we're hungry so you know you know you go to a restaurant you're going to sit there and order half the menu because you're thinking in your head i think it's all a mind trick you're like oh my god I'm so hungry. We want, we want these appetizers. We want this extra thing, add extra of this and that. And then they bring out this whole table, which I don't understand. Why in the world do you have to have a plate for every single item? Like, it's so annoying. Like, if you order a plate of food, like, I don't know, a special, and then you get all three or four items on there, that's supposed to be good. But at some restaurants, they sit there and bring you, oh, <coughs> excuse me, one plate for one little item. You can say this or that, and it's going to be another item. Before you know it, all these white plates are stacked up to Jesus, and you're like, what? Oh, we have no more room on this table, and what else do we have coming out? I don't know. But anyway, so... So we do, we go ahead and just indulge and we eat. Now, the waiter was really, really good. Attentive, knew the menu, understands everything, granted all of our wishes, like I dream a genie, and then you know, it was totally great. And then service with a smile. So he gets a very, very good tip, which no matter what, we always tip the waiter or waitress. We always tip them really, really well. Besides the fact that some of them just suck. I mean, completely. Now, so we go ahead and we get the rest of our, you know, 20 plates of food um, to go so we can go, get home and then take a little siesta and um, and then wake up and then have, you know, the leftovers and it's just all delicious and spicy and whatever and finger licking good. So, yes, we do that. So that waiter, of course, gets a great tip because he's great right and so but then you go to a restaurant now i've been to restaurants before a million of them throughout my course of life 
Well, I mean, I guess I shouldn't say that because then at my age and then the rest, oh God, I don't know. The numbers are too high, but I eat out a lot or I have in the past. So we would go out and sometimes the waiter and waitress look so good. So my, my thing is, you know, just because they're so damn cute, it doesn't mean they automatically get a big ass tip. You know what I'm saying? Because they don't know the menu. They don't know the drink menu and we know that all restaurants and bars and stuff like that really want to push that alcohol because that alcohol prices child now i can outdo you know a big ass steak you know what i mean one i mean one drink sometimes can really be expensive and so they of course all restaurants and everybody wants you to push the liquor so they can liquor you up so you order more food and more appetizers blah 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 right so and then but some of them don't even know what the hell they're talking about they don't know the drink menu they don't know the specials it's like they work there but <coughs> excuse me they work there but they don't even know what the hell is even going on they don't even know the menus they don't even know it's like they automatically just got satellite in from outer space or something like an alien abduction happened somewhere in Boise, Idaho, and lifted these fuckers up into Texas and dropped them off at this particular restaurant and said, uh, no free parking here. We're out back in outer space. Your ass needs to learn this job. Well, they don't know anything. They don't know the menu, the specials, nothing. And so I'm sitting there going, um, okay. So of course we order, we do our thing. They seem polite, but they're clueless. And then worst of all, they forget about you. Don't you hate those people, the servers who just forget about you in a restaurant? You're like, oh my God, where is she at? And then we flag down somebody else and say, excuse me, because we're always so polite. We don't want to be assholes. That's just not our nature. But we do after about, you know, 30 minutes of not seeing this person come back. And we were polite the, the entire time because we've been there. So you're like, okay. Um, and I'm, I flag down, you know, some some person and say, um, I'm looking for the girl, red ponytail, you know, you know, whatever. And they're going like, um, uh, well, let me try to find her. Do you remember her name? I said, she's, she didn't even tell us. She didn't even greet us. We should have sat down. I think she went and, you know, probably washed her panties somewhere. I have no idea, dude, how many redheaded fire engine, red hair servers with a ponytail down to her ass. That's gonna, that works here. I mean, come on. So anyway, so, um, you know, yeah, that kind of it annoys me. So I'm looking at the hubs and I'm like, okay, are we going to see here? I mean, come on, you know, so we finally, you know, at that particular restaurant at that time a while back, yes, we gave her a tip and everything. But do you think just because a waiter or waitress, because of their job, because of everything that they go through and the stuff that they have to do? to do because it's hard and they only get paid so much probably be probably uh, below minimum wage and you want to tip them good you want them to feel appreciated and you want to be able to you know hey help them out of course they it is a tough job so i totally get it but let's be honest if you sit there and you suck at your job I don't think I need to be giving you no big ass, you know, $20, $30 tip if you're going to sit there and not even come back and you've completely forgot about me. I, don't, I didn't even get the lemon in my sweet tea to begin with. And I didn't even bitch about that. 
you know? I mean, so, hey, girl, we let you slide without the lemon, right? We let her slide. And then she never even comes back. And we're sitting here going, oh, my God. So I'm looking at him. He's looking at me. And we're both going, um, well... We're pretty fabulous. I don't know why this chick is not coming back, filling up the tea, or even asking if we need anything extra. I mean, you know, we started to use our our sleeves on our shirt as napkins. This this bitch disappeared. So, but that's okay. Of course, we always leave a, a tip accordingly. And maybe, just maybe, there's a lesson learned. But <clears throat> I wanted to ask all of you, if the waiter or waitress is attractive... And But yet they suck at their job. And you're thinking, well, they're cute. I mean, they're just kind of clueless. They don't understand. Maybe they just got brought up. Maybe they were spoiled. Maybe this is their first job. Maybe they got kids to feed or they just, they're newlyweds. They need a help, you know, blah, 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 whatever. Does that, you know, I mean, is that sit there and reason and cause to sit there and, you know, give them a tip? Or what about they're not so attractive, but yet they're excellent at their job and they're coming, but then yet they just, you know, they're, they're very kind of funky funk. And you can't believe that they're even working there, but I know everybody deserves to have a job and needs a job. So it's not based on whatever, but I do know that when you work with the public and trust me, I've owned a business, you do have to sit there and have a certain look and you do have to be, you know, well, not a certain look. I'll take that back. You do have to be clean. I mean, you can at least brush your snags and you can definitely, definitely take a bath. That'd be nice. I've been in restaurants before where I'm sitting there going, oh, my God, is that like bleach? Is that like mildew bleach water? It comes out to be it's the person that was waiting on us with some friends. And I'm sitting there going, oh, my God. And we're all at the table going, what do we do? Do we say anything to the manager? Do we say your employee smells like dirty mildew bleach water and just want to let you know because hygiene is very important and you know and i can't believe that nobody said anything because it was like you know for dinner and i don't know if that person just came on the clock or if they've been there all day or or maybe they let their clothes not dry and i have no idea but these things do happen so it's not about the actual person having a hard time or going through a crisis or being attractive or not really it, it really there are people out there because i've been around some bougie bitches and i'm not saying oh we're bougie okay i can be a little bougie i'm talking extra extra level that is out of the radar you, the radar can't even you know do this it, it won't even give it a signal it's off the charts it's off the radar that these people are so bougie and judgmental And I hate people like that, but I have been around people like that in my life and spent just very, very little time with them because I cannot deal. So, but they are very judgy and they're, and they're going to point things out and do all this and all that. So I feel like sometimes we all have these kind of things that happen. So, but do you say something to the manager? Do you sit there and say, um, excuse me, or do you tell the waiter or waitress themselves that they smell like mildew bleach water? I mean, I don't know where it was coming from, but it just, every time they came up, we got a whiff of that. And it just broke my heart. But then again, I'm like, well, I don't think I can even eat what's on this menu because I don't know. So it's not because we sit there and feel like we're better than, but it's just like, you know, you have to have some hygiene. You've got to brush your teeth. You've got to use 
you know, deodorant. You got to FDS yourself. You got to do all kinds of stuff. You know, spray. People, they make body spray. Bath and Body makes some of the best body spray. To, to spray, if you're a man or a woman, please use it on all your nether regions. Spray it from head to toe. That's what it's for. Um, they have some great men's body spray that I use too. Of course, I use cologne, but there's nothing wrong with just like a pss, pss and a pss, pss, you know, here and there because you want to smell and look your best and you want to stay dry because we know that the big, the big M word here in the heat is going to start, you know, making you sweat and you get all moist and wool. And then, yeah, all of us can stink. I mean, I know. I mean, hey, you know, I've went to a zoo one time and we were out there for like, I don't know, five or six hours taking pictures, looking cute, eating a snow cone, all this crap and, you know, feeding the giraffes. I did it all sweating from head to toe. I know I stunk because if I can sit down and I can smell myself and I'm like, did I not put on my bath and body ocean mist body spray? That's a plug a little bit. Hey, bath and body. If you're listening, call me. But I'm sitting here going, oh, my God, if you can sit there and have all this and prevent some kind of toxicity coming into somebody else's nostrils, this would be good. Because, look, we all have that kind of thing. But anyway, back to the waiter. If you're going to, you know, if you're going to work in the public and you're going to do anything, which would be anybody, that could be a hospital. You could be working as a receptionist somewhere. You could be serving food, of course. You can be, you can own a bakery. Nobody, I don't care what you do. We all have to come in human contact and we all have those problems. But if you're going to be doing and you're going to be serving food, please stay hygienic and don't forget your table. Because you're going to get even a bigger tip and a round of applause. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you're going to get a big applause. So thank you so much. But that, you know, hey, I, we've been to places where it's like, oh, child. Well, I, I guess the long fire engine, redheaded ponytail girl, she forgot us. I, you know, and the, to be honest with you, that person had to bring back the ticket to us so we could check out. They never said what happened to her. We don't know if she got kidnapped. We don't, we have no idea if she got sucked up by the alien thing. Again, that took her back to Boise, Idaho, wherever she came from. I have no idea because we never saw her again. It was a weird incident. Maybe something happened to her. They never explained. And in the meantime, hey, I never even got that lemon anyway. Now, I want to say that hotel versus motel. Now, when I was growing up, now look, I loved a good motel. As a kid, we didn't care. We'd be jumping from bed to bed, double beds, traveling with the family, and they had all these great ones, you know, Holiday Inn, Howard Johnson, Hilton. I mean, all those things from back in the day has been there since the, the dawn of the atmosphere, right? So... All these things have happened, and then you're sitting there going, okay, well, motels back then were really like the thing. They were like right off the beaten path. It was kind of cheesy, racy, and scary, and, you know, and all this kind of stuff, but there was something very chic about it. 
I don't know. I think motels in, in their own way are kind of coming back again. Everybody's doing the Airbnbs and they're traveling and they're just getting like all these little roadside things. And I ain't talking like the Bates Motel where you get your, where you get your throat slashed. We ain't saying all that. You know, the whole shower scene. We ain't talking Norman Bates. But I am saying that sometimes, you know, a motel could be kind of fun and chic. And, um, but I think as, um, I have grown up and I've, I've sat there and I've traveled a lot throughout my life and I've been, you know, st- <coughs> staying at all these, um, hotels now because there is a difference. But, you know, you stay at a hotel and it's kind of like, oh, you know, you get room service, you get, you know, you even get extra sugar with the coffee. And now you get a, a Keurig in the room and you get to travel and it's turned down service. And we have a really bad habit. My husband does especially. Like before we even get there, he is so damn bougie. He sits there and says, I need a, you know, a Keurig with three you know, uh, total, you know, pods be waiting on me. I need, you know, four extra pillows, an extra blanket and, you know, la la la. And he sits there and makes all these demands, which are, you know, cause you know, he can do that and he's, he travels. And so he makes all these things and demands with love. It's nothing bad, but he knows what he likes and what he needs and what he wants. And that's what they're there for anyway. Cause trust we pay and they deliver. So, but anyway, we have a great time. And, um, so whenever I'm traveling with my husband, you know, it's fun to stay in the, in the hotel and, you know, we're, we're doing all this and we're doing all that and, you know, and, and everybody's really nice. Now I like pulling out because I think that some of the people that come up and bring us, you know, stuff up to the hotel room, um, whenever <coughs> I'm there and I'm traveling with him and we are at the hotel, it's really funny because, I usually at night, I'm wearing my Bob Cratchit dress, you know, this big sleeve shirt like Bob Cratchit. And um, so um, I used to say Ichabod Crane, but that was totally wrong. It's like, I, I used to call it my Ichabod Crane dress, but it's not. It's actually a, sl- a sleep shirt for men. And, you know, it's the whole Scrooge thing, you know, whatever. But that was Ichabod Crane's the one with the headless horseman, I think, the real skinny dude. But then, I'm sure he probably did because that was the same time frame. But anyway, so Bob Cratchit dress on my nightshirt. And it's so funny that whenever they're bringing up, like, you know, I don't know, uh, extra coffee pods. And then they sit there and they see me answer the door and I've got this nightshirt on. They crack up because they're like, okay, but... Honestly, they say it best. They're like, hey, dude, you can really rock this. You know, I was like, thanks, you know, because you just don't expect a guy or a girl to sit there and say something like that. They're like, oh, man, oh, cool. You know, hey, you can rock it, though. I couldn't, you know, and then it's like, bye, bye, bye. Uh-uh. Okay, thank you. Okay, bye bye. And then we shut the door. Well, anyway. So the hotels and the motels are completely different and but a motel back in the day kind of just brought back the the fun kind of crazy vibes of what it was back then and back in my hometown we always had those motels you know for all the travelers and the tourism that we had where I grew up so 
um, it was kind of cool because they have the neon, the flashing neon, and then they have like the big, you know, sleepwalking bear. I forgot what that hotel was called back then, but um, anyway, it had like a big sleepwalking bear, and you'd see his little hands, you know, go up and down like he's walking, you know, like boom, boom. And um, it was really cute. I'm gonna figure out what that name of that hotel was, but anyway, um, it was really, it was really cool, and it was kind of chic and different, and you know, you never know what kind of people were gonna pull up right next. Next to you, and you can hear them talking through the door. It's kind of like those episodes of um, that show, uh, Shit's Creek. So if you ever watch Shit's Creek, it's sort of like that, but a little bit more better. But you know, it's sort of like that. You never know who's going to come in. But when you're traveling and you're a kid, you're on vacation. You didn't care about that. That was your parents' story about that crap. But you were ex- excited about, you know going on to the amusement park or you were going excited to do the slide the water slides and the whole thing traveling to wherever we went and you were just more about all those festivities and stuff you know especially if they had a pool then you know that was even better Oh my God, we loved a good pool at one of these motels because back then we didn't even think about germs and disease and all these other things. Every, it was a big community kind of thing and everybody was nice. Oh, is this lawn chair taken? No, it's not. Okay, one crane. Thank you. And then you sit there and you're laying out. Everybody's in their great little Speedos or whatever. And, you know, and then. You're sitting here and you're you're all sharing the same kind of crazy bath water because trust me, the more bodies that got in that thing, the more urine probably got in there and you didn't even know. You didn't really smell it because the chlorine was so strong, but then you'd get in there and you were a kid and you knew your eyes burnt because of the chlorine, but then you knew you're going to have a weird rash the next day, probably because of the piss that was in there. I have no idea, but it didn't matter because that was the 70s and 80s for you. And then when we started getting to the 90s, then we started going, hmm, now we better start taking better care of ourselves and we better start taking, you know, we, we started getting a bit more bougie as a society in the world. I, I think, now look, I think there's been bougie forever. I know that's like a common word now. A lot of people use it and people are talking all that, but I do believe that that is something that's a new term that's used but back then you were just a snobby bitch and you knew that you were not going to stay in a motel you're going to a hotel and you're going to get five star you know service why okay right there i just started talking like joan crawford five star service so anyway but we love to travel and we have got into this whole thing about where we feel that it's just great and as two grown men we do want who doesn't if you have the opportunity to travel a little bit and you do get that kind of feeling that you are staying at a place and you can actually relax and you have the extra pillows and the three extra you know uh coffee pods waiting why not take advantage of that? There's nothing wrong with that. That's what they're there for, and that's what they get paid for, and that's what we're paying for, okay? So it's all good, and we love to travel. And um, and my husband's the greatest about planning. He loves to plan. I'm a planner too, but he really takes the cake. I mean, he knows how to plan it. He knows how to do it. And it's absolutely fabulous. And we always have a great time together. Of course, I'm included on the plans as well, but he kind of handles all the technical stuff. You know, he likes to know what's going on, where we're we going, when, you know, la, 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 la. so he handles all the details and he does a fine job of it. So, um, and so it's always great to travel with my spouse. We always have a great time. And our favorite thing is to sit there. I don't know about the rest of you, 
But if you're traveling with your spouse, do y'all kind of like get underneath the covers? It's like icy cold in the room. You got the lights off. Only the glow of the TV is shining on you. And you're just sharing like, I don't know, some kind of ice cream or you're sharing something together and stuff. It's like my favorite time to to really kind of like get together and snuggle and share some ice cream and stuff or whatever, a little snack. And you're watching late night TV. And, you know, it's great to be in that hotel room with all those extra pillows. But I will not let my husband, you know, put a divider because he thinks that he he thinks that he turns over a lot. He's like, I might want to put a pillow or two between us because I might, you know, roll over on you or whatever. I'm like, no, I don't do pillows between nobody. This is not a pillow fort and we're not 12. So you get all your extra four pillows and you put them underneath your neck or whatever you're going to do, because I don't need you to put a divider because then I feel like, oh my God, you know, um, it feels weird because I'm thinking like, did I turn? in my sleep is my head now hanging off the bed because I'm feeling it a pillow when I stretch out instead of touching him I feel a pillow and I'm like what the heck is that you know it freaks me out I'm thinking like I've already shifted like I've turned upside down in the bed and um, and one time I forgot that I even had a pillow at my feet because I was putting it underneath my legs because I was just my feet were really tired and sore we had walked Seattle for two days straight and and I was just like, ah, but then of course, in my weird sleep, I wake up in the middle of the night and I have a pillow underneath my ankles. And I'm like, did I just do a complete, did I just astral project and then did a rotation up in the air and then at my feet or where my head is at? I mean, what the hell is even happening? So it's a big joke. We don't do pillow dividing, but he says that with a joke with all the extra pillows because he's like, I'm going to put these pillows here so you can astral project and levitate and switch your body around because he thinks I sleep crazy anyway. I think so. But anyway, it's funny. But we have the best time traveling and it's always fantastic. So we prefer, of course, you know, the nice stays at a hotel and stuff. And who doesn't want that? Now, if it comes with a continental breakfast, chow, we are there. Now, have you ever just sat there and thought, you know, what is more important? Is it like, uh, you know, a Little Debbie snack cake or is it really a trail mix or, you know, or is it Twizzlers? Like people sit there and have these different snacks that they like. And we used to always watch a television show. And I think it was The Closer where she would open up a drawer the actress, she would open up a drawer on that show and she would always get out those, uh, those, the, uh, the snack cakes that was wrapped up in the foil. I think it's called a a ding dong or whatever. I know that's a weird name, but still it is what it was. And it's a chocolate cake filled with all the creamy goodness on the inside that you want to just take a bite. You know, you unwrap the foil. I don't think it comes in foil anymore, which is totally a sin because the actual, Ding dong thing, what would made it so endearing and so I think fresh was because it was wrapped in this tin foil. Well, as a kid, I would sit there and eat these. Me and my mom loved them. You buy the box, it's like three bugs, and there's like eight or ten of them inside the box. You unwrap the foil, you take a bite, and for some reason, I don't know why, and it's so weird. Now, I'm keeping my mother out of this because I don't think she did it, but I know as a kid, I did, and I think she did on the show, the the lady, uh, the character, and so she would 
would take a bite, or I would take a bite, and then you stick your finger inside that creamy white gooness, and then you want to sit there and just lick it off. And then you're left with nothing but this chocolate fudgy cake, which was absolutely delicious itself. But then you sit there and you do this, and you're like, oh, my God, I just ate all the cream out of this cake, and now I just have cake. But I want to take it. I want to unwrap another one of this great foil and do the same thing again, and then just press repeat. Well, I didn't do it because my mom would be looking at me like, "You better eat that cake, child. Don't be just eating the damn white cream out of there." But I would eat it anyway because I was a kid and I love sweets. And there you go. But. Um, <clears throat> Those ding-dongs were so delicious. And then I kind of, and then one time, um, you know, well, I wanted to, I want to clarify that, you know, it's not always that people just kind of scoop out the, the, the cream out of the thing and leave the cake. But then I guess there's people out there who do do that. But if you haven't done it, I definitely recommend that you should try. Oh, and by the way, before I move on, the it's great to collect the foil because as a kid, I would sit there and, and put the foil into like little balls. And then I did that every time we go to the grocery store and eat a box of this shit. And then before you know it, there was like 20 balls in front of you. I'm like, did I just eat 20 damn ding dongs in two weeks? I mean, no wonder I'm running around this crazy house with my like a chicken with my head cut off because I've got so much energy pent up and I'm just going crazy. But anyway, so then as I got older, I started eating these Twizzlers, these red Twizzlers, you know. And then if you go to Sam's, when I discovered Sam's back in the 80s, I would have like, oh, my God. And then I'd beg, please, please give me this big ass box with like 142 pieces of red Twizzlers in there. I think you could probably still get them at Sam's. I'm not sure. It might be at Costco now. I don't know. Take a take a shopping trip and see if you see it. It's like this big ass box of a plastic bin thing and it's Twizzlers. So I shit you not. I must have ate half of that box within a week. And I remember just feeling really constipated and then and then feeling really blah. And my tummy hurt and I was like really thin and I would sit there and eat these Twizzlers like going out of styles on this excuse me, this Twizzler kick. And it was so crazy. And then I remember just like I thought when I had a, you know, a bathroom trip and it was days later of eating all this crap in between my meals. I'd, I mean, I'd chomp down on 10 Twizzlers at a time. And um, so it was just really, really weird. I used the bathroom and I guess the dye in the Twizzlers and stuff was coming out and I knew that my poo was a different shade and I was sitting there going, oh my God, I thought I was dying. I went to the doctor. They did a stool sample. Comes out to be. I do not. I'm not bleeding from the rectum. And um, there's nothing wrong with me whatsoever except that I had red dye number 58. And it wasn't blood. Thank you, Jesus. So anyway, yeah. And then, of course... You know, I've had some crazy, crazy things happen to me in my life, and that's just one of them that, you know, I'm a little embarrassed to say and to share, but you know what? Look, you've got to own your shit. You've got to own it, and if you're shitting out red dye number 58, then there you have it. So be careful what you're putting into your body because it might come out, and you're going to start, and this is before WebMD, mind you, 
Okay, just letting you know, because I was freaking out, crying to the parents, and they're looking at, like, oh my God, he's got blood. And so, you know what? It was all those damn Twizzlers. I should be sending the bill to the company, but that got paid a long time ago. But still, um, I don't really eat Twizzlers anymore. It's very rare, and I do know people who do, and I look at that, I'm going, "Uh uh-uh. Nope, I'm not going to do it. But now I'm trying to turn into more of a healthier person and losing some weight. But then yet also I like to graze a little bit. So I'm kind of doing like matcha tea to drink, which is so good and healthy and beneficial and delicious. I've turned on some friends to that. They absolutely love it, especially if you get it like I've got the Starbucks recipe. But if you go to Starbucks and you order an iced you know, uh, matcha tea latte, you're never going to fucking turn back. You're going to love it. It's absolutely delicious. Matcha tea latte from Starbucks iced. You can get it hot, but it's better iced in my opinion. And it's cool and refreshing. And it's also health and beneficials. You want to know what's in it? Google it. It'll tell you, but it's all good. And also too, you know, trail mix, you know, you get the good stuff, get the ones that have Omega stuff in there. I'm really into that right now with all the nuts and the seeds and, um, but it's got some sweetness to it too. And it's really, really good. Sometimes the bag doesn't even come with like the shaved coconut, but sometimes I'll get just like a little teeny tiny bag of the shaved coconut and I'll throw that in there and it gives a, a good, you know, sweetness. And I'll pack that on all the trips that we go on and stuff. And it's really, really good. So you can kind of still do it. I mean, I miss the ding dong days, but you know, ding dong has a different meaning in my life now. It's been Real and Raw with Patrick Tremont.